This is a chart reading for Cher, born um, 7-8-1988. So I just kind of want to go through a few base things since we haven't had an opportunity to meet or chat first um, and let you know a few things maybe that you didn't know. Um, You have your sun in Cancer, your moon in Taurus, um, your Mercury in Gemini. Those are going to be planets that heavily influence you. Um, so with that Taurus energy, you're going to feel a very strong sense of stubbornness, but it's related to your moon. So that has to do with your subconscious, right? Your ability to be reflective. So anytime you have to go into a space where you need to be super reflective about your next move, um, there's sort of a unwillingness maybe within you to go deeper. So that's just something to be aware of. It doesn't mean that that is a personality component that will never change. It just means that sometimes you may be unwilling to see a different perspective. Um, You also have Gemini and and Mercury ruling your Gemini. So you are a very strong communicator. You can already tell from this. Um, But with Gemini, sometimes you can come across as like there's two sides to your personality because that's twin energy. So sometimes you may come across as really bubbly and then really sad or really kind and then really angry. So just kind of be aware that that's a part of your makeup as a person. Um, One area that I think is really interesting is that Mars is ruling your Pisces. Um, I'm not going to say this is unusual because any kind of um, thing in your chart can occur, of course, but um, with with Mars ruling Pisces, Pisces is your ability to feel emotion. It's very feminine energy, and Mars is very masculine energy. So um, you may have sort of a, a feeling to not allow your softer side or your more sensitive side to show. So just be aware of that. Um, also, with that Mars-Pisces energy, some of your ambition can actually get caught up in your emotion, right? So you may go into a situation that requires you to have a lot of confidence and a lot of aggression and and energy, and you start to second guess yourself. Um, So that's a really interesting connection between your Pisces and your Mars. You have a really strong checks and balance as it relates to your feelings and your ambition. Um, So that's probably relating to some of the things that you're experiencing now, because Uh, Mars was actually in retrograde from September 9th until, um, I want to say November 7th. It's just recently, no, November 14th, actually. So we've only been in prograde Mars energy for the last two weeks. And this prograde energy is moving very slowly. So we're not even getting the full feeling of Mars. It's not going to be in a total forward, faster, direct motion until January. Um, So if you're feeling any kind of slowdown around feeling through your emotion or even feeling through your um, ambition as it relates to exercise or even career-oriented stuff, that is coming from this Mars-Pisces conjunction and the retrograde cycle happening with Mars. So you're going to start to see that change around January. That doesn't mean wait till January. Right now, Mars is really reflective and it's not always reflective. It's a very do-oriented energy. So you really want to use um, the next four weeks of moving slowly to actually move slowly. 
journal, do things that you enjoy, hobbies um, that bring you energy so that you can be really aware of where you're wanting to go to next. Um, But you really need to focus on feeling good. There is a huge component of feeling and emotion as it relates to your ambition. You're not a person who can just do a job or be in a relationship. The feeling component matters a lot to you, and that's how you're made. So there's no getting around that. You can't talk yourself into being a different way. Um, So you're just going to kind of have to play with that energy over the next several weeks. So I talked a little bit about Taurus as it related to your moon. Um, Your Taurus is also ruled by Jupiter, and Jupiter is another planet that had a really long retrograde cycle this year. So again, you may have felt for even a few months this year that you were in kind of a fog. Um, that was sort of that energy from Jupiter. There, You should have felt a burst of energy around this um, about two weeks ago because Jupiter, Pluto, and Capricorn had this conjunction that was just very energizing. Um, so if you're starting to feel this sort of internal, not clear, but just this internal energy of just knowingness and concreteness. Like, I don't know where I'm going next. I don't know my next move, but I know that somewhere inside of me, I know it. Like, that is that Taurus-Jupiter energy helping you there. Um, This is going to be a new feeling because the subconscious has been moving super slowly and, you know, even having COVID to just kind of look at and the quarantine and the pandemic energy going alongside that, that's followed this entire Jupiter retrograde. And so Jupiter just went prograde um, here in September. So the the direct energy is just starting to speed up a little bit. And again, just about a week and a half ago, we had a big shift in that energy. So you should just start feeling a sense of certainty around the big ideas in your life. Um, Jupiter is the biggest planet in our solar system. So it's the power that we feel as individuals, right? Our power in ourselves as that relates to the entire world. And so as you kind of shift from this micro to macro perspective, don't lose sight of the individual piece of your Jupiter energy. Don't lose sight of that. And there's also another uh, really important intensity around this is loyalty to self. Um, I don't know if that's a personal conversation you ever had with yourself, but that is something that's really important to you um, is to be loyal to yourself. And in a world that requests loyalty (laughs) for country and ideas and parties and others is a really important thing to be loyal to yourself. And so um, if that's something that comes up in your family dynamic or in your work dynamic, love relationships, it's always important to remember this is how I'm made to prioritize loyalty to myself. So I want to jump into your ethereal energy a little bit more here. And you have Saturn and Uranus ruled from ruling your Sagittarius energy. So right now we are in Sagittarius. Um, We just had a full moon here in Gemini. So a lot of the energies in your chart here are coming together. Um, Saturn and Jupiter are going to um, make this very powerful conjunction on December 21st. So let that be a date that really, really registers in your mind, December 21st. That's going to be important to you because your Jupiter is ruled by Taurus. Taurus is connected to your moon. 
And then Sag is ruling Uranus and Saturn. So you have a lot of really positive coming togethers of energies this month. I do want to share this because sometimes Saturn is looked at as um, a malefic planet, meaning anytime Saturn comes through is something to be fearful of. But Saturn just represents our traditional way of being um, and our ability to have a firm foundation that will sort of last through the generations. And so this year, Saturn has been very active, <laughs> as we can see, just looking around in the world. And um, Saturn is going to meet with Jupiter here on 1221. So astrologically, that's a big day. And for your Saturn to be ruling your Sagittarius, I feel like you really stand to um, get a lot of benefit for, from, from this. So if you're going to start something, start a project, um, apply for something, the 21st and anywhere around there or any kind of rituals, the 21st is a really good time to do something. Also, um, Uranus is ruling your Sagittarius. Uranus has had a really big year. This year is basically the year of Uranus. And so um, the the Uranian cycle will change in January, but it's really been questioning how we do life in the world. And the Uranian energy this year is really calling for a, a human upgrade we need to rethink how we do finances, how we do systems. Are, are we living our lives in a way that protects the planet? Are we living our lives in a way that thinks about our neighbor and prioritizes the, the poor over the rich? Um, Iranian, Iranian energy really wants you to change how you do everything. And so if you're feeling that pull this year, you're going to especially be feeling it this month because your, your Uranian energy is ruling your Sagittarian energy and we're in a Sagittarian cycle. And so, like I said before, I can really see how you've been experiencing a lot of shifts, probably I'm guessing a fog for most of this year. And then here, I'm going to guess probably from about Mm, September until now, really, you've started to have these very uh, strong, the strong sense of duality, like, you know, it has to be this or that, or I go here or there. And Uranian energy is not that. Uranian energy is all about my ideals. How should my life be? How do I want it to be? How can I achieve that? How do I teach myself to not settle for anything less? And again, with that Jupiter ruling your Taurus, you are built to be loyal to these ideals. So I would just say maybe do a vision board or start journaling, maybe write down your dreams and get really, really clear about what your ideals are. What is it? What is important to you? You know, if you're going to work for this company, like what should they be standing for? If you're going to be in this type of love relationship, um, how should that feel from the inside out? How should this person feel about the planet, about the people in, in society. Um, just thinking from a, a bigger perspective about your ideals and what makes you you. So Neptune is ruling your Capricorn. So Capricorn is, again, some big doer energy. People who have uh, Jupiter Capricorn energy or Mars Capricorn energy are going to be fast track doers. Neptune Capricorn energy has to do more with, um, Neptune is a dreamier planet. It's more artistic. So 
you are more driven to be creative than maybe to get tasks and jobs done. So if you're having to get something done, you're not looking for, um, like you're not really quick to follow directions exactly. <laughs> you're more like trying to figure out the creative way to solve a problem. And so um, Neptune has actually been in retrograde. It just went direct on Saturday, um, which is actually right around the time you reached out for me, out to me. And I recognize that immediately because I'm actually ruled by Neptune in my first house. And so as soon as Neptune went retrograde in July, I think it was, I felt the energy immediately. Like I felt like I was losing my creative self and my ability to be intuitive as, as it, it didn't come as easily for several months. And when things went direct, this uh, past weekend, I did feel that an immediate burst of creative energy, a desire to actually decorate my house for Christmas where I haven't cared about decorating anything <laughs> for for the last few months. So um, just kind of explore that dreamy side. Um, again, we're going into Capricorn season here in about three more weeks. That's coming again, December 21st, like all this energy. So um, you will be feeling, again, more of this pull towards the answers that you're looking for. And, you know, like astrology is not an exact science. There's no magic formula here. I'm just giving you a, an awareness of how the energy is going to get pulled in your experience. But it really is up to you to make things happen. These dates are just letting you know that, hey, you know, on 1221, you're going to get a bit of a boost. So if you're looking for an opportunity to get something done, this is a great day to start it. Now, I want to talk a little bit about your ruling houses. Um, your, your Taurus is ruling your first house. A lot of times people assume it's their zodiac sign. So you might have thought that since you're a Cancer, Cancer was ruling the energy over your first house, but it's actually Taurus. So um, if you do follow horoscopes or a zodiac, make sure you always look at Taurus and Cancer um, because one might be giving you more information than the other. Um, but Cancer is ruling your third and fourth house. So I'm going to kind of focus on your third and fourth house because I think this is related to some of the things that you were sharing about um, career and love. So cancer is a very feeling sign. Um, it's sensitive, but in a way that is effective and intuitive. When cancer is ruling your third house, that relates to education and your ability to learn things. And so um, you are just someone who requires a bit of nurturing in your learning process. That may not necessarily seem like something you need on the surface since you are ruled by Taurus. In your first house, um, you may kind of have a little bit more of a determined, you know, I can teach myself kind of energy. But when you are nurtured, that lasts longer. And you might think of some mentors or teachers in the past that have had a nurturing spirit and that goes really, really far. I share this as it relates to career because that energy is going to be important wherever you're working. So if you're someone who works alone or by yourself or your entrepreneur, if you have an assistant that actually has more of a nurturing personality than just a do-oriented personality, you will actually get along 
better with that person. Same thing if you have a boss who's like too demanding or too action oriented and does not have um, a nurturing component there. I'm not saying that it can't work. I'm just saying that there are more moments where it feels difficult to be in that type of setting. Um, Cancer is also ruling your fourth house. So there's a lot of work and home like things that kind of fall over because it's just the same energy. So it doesn't have to be that way, but it tends to feel that way. Like you are a person who just energetically might take your work home, not realizing that you're carrying that into your space, but you're built that way a little bit. So that's why I spoke to um, having a little bit more of that nurturing side somehow, somewhere as it relates to work. Um, at home, it is important for you to have that nurtured feeling. So again, you are someone who, if home feels off, everything feels off. Um, that might also relate to your family. A person who's a cancer is, who's a cancer in the fourth house is a person who actually has a strong tendency to be a homebody. Um, so if you're not having peace at home, that can actually disrupt a lot of your inner peace as well. Something good that I'm noticing is that Capricorn is ruling your ninth and your 10th house. This has to do with purpose and you accomplishing um, your will in the world. Um, it's kind of like a big idea and I don't want to overwhelm you there, but with Capricorn in your ninth and 10th house, it's letting me know that there is a sense of I'm here for something bigger and I have to get that done. Um, that is in you. You have to remember your natal chart is not just an astrological reading. It is a picture of the sky the moment you enter the planet. It's the picture right above Toronto um, of the stars of the planets and all of that makes you up. So don't get discouraged if things aren't happening as quickly as you think they need to. With Capricorn in your ninth and 10th house, it's letting you know that you have this innate understanding of purpose and a drive to do what it is you came to the planet to do. That is in your makeup. So you will get it done. You just kind of have to be willing to um, pull the trigger on things that need you to pull the trigger on. You do have some Aquarian energy in your 11th house, so I do want to admonish you to avoid um, any sense of detachment as it relates to, well, I don't have to do that right now, um, with anything that requires an observance of the inner life or any kind of purpose or long-term goals. Like, I want to make sure that you are actually feeling your feelings because you are a cancer but this aquarian energy feels from an ideal standpoint but it's also really detached it's sort of like the person who you know buys a suitcase and you know is always looking at destinations to go and follows a bunch of travel blogs but when it comes time to actually purchase the ticket and go on the plane um they're just like well i just 
love looking at that, but I don't really have to go. I mean, I can just enjoy it from over here. So that's a person who actually wants to travel and has a strong will to do this, but they're so detached that they can't actually engage themselves in a different story. So I just want you to be aware of any moments of talking yourself out of something or anytime you feel like you're putting up a wall against um, things that you want, particularly as it relates to long-term desire. Um, and the final piece of the reading I want to focus on are just some personality characteristics that I'm seeing in your chart. Um, avoid tying your emotions to having money, um, whether or not you have a lot of it or a little bit of it. Money does not actually form a natural relationship to emotion. And so I'm seeing some of that in your chart that, um, Personality-wise, you can tie your emotional health to your financial health. And while there can be a relationship there, that is not a primary relationship. So avoid that because it can make you a bit overindulgent. Something else I'm saying that could be an aspect of your personality. Again, we haven't had the pleasure of meeting, so I'm basing this totally on your chart. Is um, You can really be someone who's attacked attracted to a debate um but debating in a way that you're really drawn to um proving a point even if it's a matter that you don't care that deeply about um that's not necessarily a bad thing um you have a lot of gemini mercury energy which i talked about at the beginning of the reading um so some of that can be attached to your your wit and um banter and conversation but again you still have that cancer component which that debating nature can start to inform you emotionally the reason i bring that up is because right now there are so there's so much energy and different perspectives that emotionally you can get really tied into debating people and disliking them and holding on to these ideas but all of this is passing and you have this wonderful gemini energy and mercury so the way you feel is going to keep changing because it's Gemini like Gemini is a twin it always has a different face you know it's always coming through differently and so um, definitely express your ideas but you don't have to debate every point that comes on the table you have a very strong desire to be someone special um, I didn't get into your ruling planets for your uh, houses. There's so much content and you also have a lot of conjunctions, but I'm kind of giving like a base reading because there's so much um, information here. But Jupiter is ruling your first house um, with Taurus. So with that Jupiter in your first house energy, it means you have a really strong first impression. Like whether or not you're intending to make a first impression, you are someone that people remember and people take away things from their meeting you. And that carries over into how you see yourself. You believe truly so that you are someone special, but anytime you kind of have an experience that you feel contradicts that it becomes the truth and so that's what we want to stay away from that um 
Jupiter's in your first house, so you are someone special. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to prove it. You don't have to explain it. You are. You are that. You are here, and you have all this awesome energy. So lean into your knowing and your certainty and out of the performance of your greatness. Does that make sense? Because if you're constantly focusing on performing to remind yourself that you are someone special, you're going to kind of get stuck in this loop that allows the outside world to confirm what is actually already true, but something that you haven't quite acknowledged about self. I'm seeing here that because of a lot of the conjunctions, um, you have a very romantic side and, and love is very meaningful, whether you openly show that, openly express that, or it's something that you sort of play out in your mind. Um, so just kind of be aware of that because there's also another big part of your personality that is very unforgiving. And um, I'm, I'm not sure if, again, we don't know each other, so I'm not sure how this plays out. But if you have romantic ideas and those don't happen, you can actually be holding someone hostage for what they haven't imagined that you thought they should do. <laughs> um, so that's not something that you can hold to anyone else. You know, um, people have the right to be who they are because everybody is on their path. And anytime we intersect and come together, it's an opportunity for us to learn. So with this unforgiving aspect to your personality, it's really important to be reflective because if you are not forgiving someone, you're, you're feeling it deeply, right? You have that self-loyalty thing. So um, forgiveness is going to be something that's really going to be important throughout your chart. And I say forgiveness from a, a mental, emotional, and personal standpoint. I don't mean like let people run all over you or anything like that, but holding on to grudges or having expectations that have been unmet and then holding people to their missed expectations, that kind of thing. Like you're, you're going to have to start to forgive that a little bit more. Um, and again, you have a lot of mental energy as well. You're very ideals. I'm seeing that in your chart. So you're going to have to manage that with some realism. Um, so this has been a very long reading. <laughs> I have been going 25 minutes, um, but there's so much in your chart. I'd love to do a second reading um, in the new year to kind of have you, again, because of your chart, there's so much happening right now. I really wanted to focus on the current conjunctions. Like I told you, 1221 is going to be a, a day of a lot of energy for you. And then I'd like to see you finish out the Sagittarius season, get through at least the first part of Capricorn, and then us touch base maybe at the beginning of Aquarius, like around... Um, January 21st or so. I think you're going to start to see energy move a little bit more quickly, but you have to really keep your ideals right in front of you. Like this is not a time to become lackluster or bored or like this is the way it's been for the last few months. So this is the way it's probably going to be. Um, you are a person who has, you, you do know what you want and you have high ideals. So allowing yourself to just remember all that and get excited again and um, be engaged, you know, and just kind of go after the things that you want again. It's not, you don't have to pull the trigger on 90 different things right now, but you do need to remind yourself of the things you love about yourself and the things that make you you. Um, so like I said, journaling, 
writing down your dreams, doing a vision board, buying art, um, decluttering, rearranging the furniture in your house, buying a flower, you know, starting a tree. <laughs> There's so many different ways you can go about um, energizing yourself, but that's going to be really important over the next couple of weeks. And then you're really going to start to see that energy move um, really fast for you. So I'm excited for you. I'm excited to hear what comes next. And I wish you nothing but the best.